The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, March 17th, currently 6.02 on the East Coast, taking a little break from the March Madness and here <laughs> to talk some MLB, some, oh, at least you can call me a psycho talking about MLB when March Madness is going on. But joining me here on this episode to preview the NL West division as part of our division previews. She is the greatest friends of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can find her on her own show at Moxie Betts and, of course, on CBS Sportsline as well. It's Katie Mox. Katie, what's going on, my friend? Munaf, oh my God, thank you so much for inviting me on. I feel like you've been so gracious to come on Moxie Bets multiple times. So, so happy to uh, be on with you today. And I got to say too, beyond just like a tiny, tiny bit of looking at some MLB futures, I have not dug into the MLB season. So this was a good little kick in the butt to get me, you know, start thinking about baseball again. And yeah, like you said, everybody's watching March Madness, taking a, a good little break from it. And also... Happy St. Patrick's Day, my friend. Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day. I have to change my wardrobe, and this is pretty much the only green I had. It's a, li- it's a little hunter green. You know, it's, it is green. Yeah. It looks a little gray on the camera, but yeah, I, I had to get into the spirit as well with you, Katie, there. So <laughs> yeah, I'm the only psycho that's talking about baseball or handicapping uh, baseball and with March Madness going on, but um, we're a couple weeks away from the MLB season and, you know, we're in the midst of uh, our MLB division previews, like I mentioned. So we'll be talking about the NL West uh, today um, on the MLB gambling podcast. We had Minty on earlier this week. We talked about the AL West. Yeah. AL West with her. She told me to tell you hello. Um, But yeah, Minty's Minty's always great. It's always a great time having Minty on, but uh, what's going on in your parts of the world? My parts of the world. Uh, yeah, we got Moxie Betts that's going strong. Obviously, you know, I'm a big football gal, right? So yes. my busiest time and uh, the happiest time of my year is always during the NFL season. So, and, and that was a lot of, a, a lot of kind of build up and highs. And then it kind of, uh, screeched down to a halt for me and other 49ers fans. And so just been dealing with some free agency stuff. But yeah, I've been doing the Moxie Bets podcast. I've also joined the Pick 6 podcast, which is CBS yes. Sports Daily NFL podcast, which has been great and super fun too, just to be in the mix um, and talking about free agency and we're talking about the draft coming up and looking at futures and that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, I'm still on CBS Sports HQ, Sportsline, Monday through Thursday. So just been uh, keeping busy in, you know, it's so funny to call it the off season, but there's no such thing really as an off season in sports, right? I mean, we just keep the train keeps moving on. There never really is, especially for NFL, right? Because we know yeah. NFL like dominates here in, yeah. in the States. So it's, it's, it's never a sport that we're never talking about um, in, in our parts of the world. But I know you're a little heartbroken with Jimmy G departure from. <laughs> over my shoulder. Yeah. I, you got to keep them there. You can't, you can't take them down. Oh, you got to keep them there. No. 
Yeah. I'm never going to take him down because to me, this is the guy that lives in my heart always. Yeah. To see him today in the silver and black, it was like, uh, I think it's, it was the right thing for the 49ers. I truly, truly believe in Brock Purdy. I know that they're going to yeah. give it to Trey Lance. I know they're going to start with Trey Lance. You can't give up all those things with Trey Lance and not have him be the starter. Plus we got Purdy who had a successful surgery. Uh, and I think he's going to be back a lot quicker than people think, but you got to give it to Trey Lance at least in the beginning of the season. But I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's going to have a very, very short leash if mid season or even after the first few games, if Brock Purdy gets himself in there uh, and now we have Sam Darnold, of course, uh, so I believe in Brock Purdy. I think that he is this quarterback of the future for us. But, man, I love Jimmy G. And it's going to be hard to see him in that silver and black. It was kind of sad to see that today. And I hope that he's successful yeah. going back with Josh McDaniels. Obviously, they know each other from uh, New England. And it seems to be yeah. that uh, Josh McDaniels kind of bringing a lot of his former New England players over there, maybe a little bit of Patriot way in Las Vegas. So I, I hope that he does well, um, but I hope the Niners do better. <laughs> so, Yeah. I mean, we knew at a point that whether it was going to be last year or, I mean, the rumor started like, what, two years ago about Jimmy G yeah. possibly leaving yeah. the uh, 49ers. And uh, lo and behold, it happens this season. But um, yeah. Uh, of course, spoken like a true champ. Wish him nothing but the best. But hopefully, the Niners are are back, uh, getting over the hump of from the NFC Championship into. Uh, the we'll see what happens. I'm definitely. I'm sure we'll be talking more about the Niners <laughs> throughout the year. Yeah, um, you you can't get me to stop talking about it, Munaf. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably just have to start like. Hey, I know we have the Fly Eagles Fly podcast on Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You may just have to start like a Forty uh, uh, Niners. <laughs> I should. I should. And you know what? I bet we'd have more listeners. I bet we'd have I, more listeners. You probably would. You definitely probably <laughs> would. But we're here to talk about baseball. Uh, like I mentioned, yes. NL West. So, Katie, let's just dive right into it. We'll start. We'll just kind of go through each team. We'll discuss the win totals, yes. kind of how it see uh, the, the season playing out for each team. And, you know, maybe some talk about some of the moves that made uh, throughout the offseason for each team. So let's just kick it off with the first team with the highest win total on the board and that is going to be the los angeles dodgers who currently have a win total of 95 and a half uh going into this new mlb season and look last season this team won 111 games um fell short of their dreams of course again of winning the uh the world series and they were ousted by their division rivals the san diego Padres. um Currently at 95 and a half. Katie, I'll give you the floor here first. What are you thinking about the Dodgers coming into this year? Well, first of all, the regular season is never the Dodgers problem, right? It's the postseason where they start having problems. And I am very high on the Padres, which we'll get into a little bit later. This one's this one is tough because there's been a lot of changes within the Dodgers organization. They kind of flipped around a lot of players here. I'm still going to lean over on this one. And like you said, they have the highest win total tied with the Astros, but the highest in the NL. But they are just such a regular season um, juggernaut, I guess you could call them. They always find a way to get at least 100 wins, 111 last season. They've actually gone over 104 of the last five seasons. I believe in the last two seasons, their average is like 108 wins. So even though they lost a few stars in the offseason, most notably both turners, right? You lost Cody Bellinger. Mm -hmm. You lost Craig Krimble, but Walker Bueller should be back from Tommy John surgery. And they always just seem to make aggressive acquisitions at the trade deadline. And they do have a really strong farm system. So even though 
it's possible that we see them kind of tick down under this hundred, maybe under this 95. You just look at the past five years and you just got to kind of keep riding this train. So I lean over here. Yeah, I think that, I mean, you nailed everything that I was going to mention there. I mean, it's they, I mean, they lost those two guys with the two Turners, right? I love, I mean, I've always loved Trey Turner, even when he was with the Washington Nationals and they went on to win the, uh, the World Series over the Astros. Uh, Freddie Freeman, I'm a huge fan of as well. He's still on this team, but you still have two former and uh, uh, MVPs on this roster, right? That are going to be batting one and two in Mookie Betts. That's going to be playing the outfield. Yeah. I've read some things that he they may use him more in the infield this season as well at second base. Hmm. We saw yeah flashes of it last season where he was playing second base a little bit for the Dodgers. And then obviously uh, you still have Max Muncy last year who had a great year. Will Smith should be in that three-spot batting. They added JD, J.D. Martinez um, at the DH spot. He should be the full-time DH. But it seems like, Katie, that they're... There's a more of a youth movement coming in for this Dodgers team, right? With Trace Thompson in the outfield, uh, Miguel Vargas, uh, you have Miguel Rojas that would probably be getting more time now with the Gavin Lux entry. That was just terrible to see to see him go down uh, in spring training. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and you talk about this rotation as well. Um, Clayton Kershaw, another year older, but he's always reliable during the regular season. Yeah. Julio Urias had a fantastic season last year. I think the one guy in this rotation that i'm really looking at to maybe find his form again from the past is probably thor noah Syndergaard. Mm. i know he's yeah he's bounced around a little yeah. bit from team to team over the past couple of years but I'm, I'm hoping that he can take that next step uh for this rotation for this upcoming year for the dodgers yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously what they signed him to a one year deal and I feel like the jury is still out on if he can get back to his really great form. I know that last year wasn't his best year, but to your point, if he can get back to what he was, you know, back with the Mets a while ago, I feel like he could be very impactful. And like you said, J.D. Martinez, I think is probably their most impactful move that they've made. I mean, him alongside Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, like look out. Yeah, I agree 100%. So I'm I'm there with you. I think this is a great regular season team. And I mean, you mentioned they've won what 100 plus game in or 100 plus games in back-to-back years, but going back before the shortened season, they won 106 in 2019, 2017, they won 104. So I mean, you said it. This team is great during the regular season. It's just they get into trouble in the postseason. And then I agree 100% that what you mentioned that when it comes to the trade deadline, if they need to go out and trade for a piece, they're not afraid to do that. We saw that what last season when they acquired Trey Turner, they had they also went out and got got Max Scherzer. So, yeah, for me, I think that this is going to be a season where again this team could get into the realm of ninety seven to one hundred, one hundred and one wins, and then we'll see what happens with this team in the uh, postseason. But anything else you want to mention for the Dodgers team? It seems like they're almost an automatic over over uh, win total team for the regular season at least. Yeah, no, I think I think we uh, we hit all the points there, and and yeah, it's I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get to a hundred this year, but you just kind of you look at every single year and they figure it out. So I'm you got to lean over here. Yeah. All right. So let's get over to the next team in this division, and this team has been talked about a lot over the last two seasons with all the great or yeah great signings that they've made that the the star power that this team has accumulated on this team and that is going to be the san diego padres they currently have a win total of 93 and a half uh they acquired juan soto you still have manny machado who opted out of his deal but they uh committed to him uh for 11 years of 300 plus million dollars 
They also signed Alexander Bogards away from the Red Sox, gave him an, a 31-year-old uh, shortstop, an 11-year deal. So it seems like that their window is right now for this San Diego Padres team. They've, they've put together this, this rotation as well as the everyday lineup for this team. Katie, talk to me about the Padres here. What are you thinking? So I love the Padres and very opposite to the Dodgers. The Padres to me are scary in the postseason. This is a team that I think can go very far. But when I look at their win total at, what is it, 93 and a half, I have to go mm-hmm. under on this one because they're just fresh off of an 89 win season and their very first playoff series win in more than a decade. But the last time that they got this many wins was in 1998. They had 98 wins Ooh. in 98. And so for them to get there again with that large of a gap, it just I don't know. It seems like a reach for me here. On paper, this team is legit. You just said it. They got Juan Soto. They got Tatis Jr. They got Machado. They have a strong pitching rotation. The roster is stacked. I still have them winning between 90 and like 92 games. I think they win more than they do last year. And they're going to get into the postseason and do some damage, cause a lot of problems. Um, But the 93 and a half just seems like such a big jump for them, considering they haven't been here since the 90s. Yeah, it almost seems like that this is the year where I think for their manager to figure out, you know, the rot- well, the rotation's there, but then guys that, you know, figuring out where guys fit into the everyday batting lineup. I think that's that might be something that they I don't think I want to say they struggle with, but something that he might have to figure out just because of the names that are on this roster, right? I, I think that this number, I agree with you, is a little bit high. I know a lot of people that talk about baseball are very, very high on this team coming into the year, and rightfully so, right? We talked about the names, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Alexander Bogarts. They added a couple of veteran guys with Nelson Cruz, uh, Matt Carpenter. We didn't touch on Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. He'll be back eventually after he serves that suspension yeah. for this uh, San Diego Padres team. So I think you're 100% correct that there'll be a juggernaut in the postseason, but at least for the regular season, I could see them going through some growing pains and a little bit of struggles mm-hmm. as the season goes on. So I kind of have them winning around 90 to 91 um 90 to 91 wins this upcoming year. But I think, again, if, if I know we said the Dodgers – we expect them to again win 97 100 games but i think yeah. this is the one team that can really obviously give fits to the dodgers for that uh nl west title so i agree with you i got to go with the under here as well and again with fernando tatis junior when he does come back it might it might take him a little bit to get into game speed because he dealt the injury last year he wasn't there for this padres team um i know he's one of the more electric players in in the entire uh mlb yes. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think right now, I think both you and I agree on the under. Anything else for this Padres team? No, I mean, I I see people in the chat saying, like, how far do you think that they can go? I do see them winning this division. And we could talk about that, you know, a little bit later. But uh, I think that everything that you just said, it's going to ramp up a little bit slower for them. But this is a team that is no longer the Dodgers little brother in the division. And I really think that they can come out and make a big splash. They made one last year in the postseason by knocking out the Dodgers. And uh, I think that they can do it again. So this is a team that I'm high on in the postseason. But like we said, as far as like the win total, it might take a little bit of time for them to ramp up to it. 
Yeah, I think we'll see what, what kind of happened last year with this team where they kind of got hot towards the end of the season. They rode that momentum into the playoffs. They beat the Dodgers, their division rival. Uh, fell a little bit short getting to the World Series, but again, I, I think this is going to be a team where you may be able to get some better odds during the regular season if they do get out of the gate slow um, for the upcoming season and get even better odds or may even get a better number on the regular season win total because we see multiple books put out updated numbers for win totals. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on this Padres team as we kind of go along throughout the season. Kind of, uh, I want to touch quickly on their rotation here. I mean, they've they have you Darvish who had a great season last year. I think he could be yeah. a sneaky, a very very sneaky Cy Young candidate. I did put some money down on him Ooh. for that. Uh, Blake Snell they acquired a couple seasons ago from Tampa Bay. Um, he should have a bounce back here as well. Now the back end of the rotation is what kind of makes me nervous. I know Michael Walker is a very seasoned veteran. Nick Martinez is going to be in that four hole, and I think probably Seth Lugo will be that fifth starter for this team. So again, I think I, I, we, we've seen all the signings and trades that they have made. Again, like the Dodgers, if they feel Not like they to spend need money. Go- exactly. So if they need to go out and get another arm when it comes to the trade deadline. I don't think they'll be afraid to do that. And I feel like there will be multiple pitchers that do come up during the trade deadline, whether it's with another team that we do talk about here in a little bit from the Diamondbacks or another team that they can go out and trade for and really bolster their roster to make that postseason run. All right, before we continue the conversation here for the NL West division, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday for 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and during WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is officially here, and there's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100, and get 100. Limited state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sports, head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offers of the change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Katie, let's keep the conversation going here. We'll get over to the next team in this division, and that is going to be the San Francisco Giants. Their win total, and you can, if you're watching live, you can see Katie smiling from ear to ear. Um, 81 and a half. I know this is your team. You're from the Bay Area. Uh-huh. Did it break your heart about all the Aaron Judge news that kind of went off in the offseason? I mean, there was the Carlos Carrera and then the Aaron Judge. It was like (laughs) we had all these like peaks and then these really deep uh, valleys. And yeah, I mean, I am like the quintessential Bay Area girl. Obviously, you can see all of the 49er stuff. We got some uh, NBA stuff here. And then I don't know if you can see I've got E40 bobblehead uh, in his Giants gear. And it pains me to say this, but I have to go under. I got to go under the 81 and a half. This team just hasn't been the same since Buster Posey retired. All right. They just haven't looked the same. They went from 107 wins in 2020 win to just 81 last season. And I can see them falling below 500 this season. And it pains me to say, but 
they're just in such a tough division, especially with the Padres getting better. There's two World Series contenders. You got the Dodgers, Dodger, Dodgers, Dodgers, <laughs> and the Padres. I just don't think that they have the offensive firepower. And this offseason, like you said, there was the Carlos Carrera thing, which I don't know. Maybe the Giants are going to look very smart because then he was going to go to the Mets, and then that you know can't pass a physical to save his life. And then the Aaron yeah. Judge stuff. We thought he was going to come home to the Bay Area. We lost uh, Carlos Rodon. Yeah, they signed a couple people, but it just to me. I just feel like this is going to be another down year for the Giants, unfortunately. So I, I'm taking them under. Sorry, E40. Is, <laughs> I feel like this number is a little bit spot on um, for this Giants team, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna. I think they can get in the realm of 83 right. to 84 wins here. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you some uh, some optimism about this team. Look, All I know right, they, let's go. Give it to me. Yeah, I know. I know they missed out on Aaron Judge, and I think the whole Carlos uh, Carlos uh, Carrasco Carlos Correa fiasco with the physical, you know, with the Giants, like you mentioned, and then with the Mets, that you know he failed it, and they ended up back in Minnesota um, with that team that he played for last season, but. I know they add they added Michael Conforto, and I think that obviously mm-hmm. health has been a very con, uh, a concern for him. But when he's on, when he's healthy, and batting every single day and in the outfield, this is a guy that is an All Star player. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, you still have Brandon Crawford on this road. They were able to get Jock Peterson back as well. They resigned him. Um, Mitch Hanager. Yeah, and I really like the additions that they also made to the pitching rotation. You had Logan Webb last year was an absolute cash cow when he was pitching at home uh, for the San Francisco Giants. You added Sean Manaya, uh, Ross Stripling, I thought was a very underrated pitcher last year for the Toronto Blue Jays when he did start in, with the injuries that they dealt with over there. Alex Wood to kind of ride right around uh, off the back into that rotation. So I think that, again, when we talk about this Giants team, it doesn't pop off the page from when we talk about their like their batting stats are kind of very middle of the uh, of the pecking order when it comes to their offensive numbers. But the season where they did win 100 plus games, you went back and look at the stats there. It didn't really jump off the page. They just kind of played traditional baseball and found ways to win games. So I think that they can do that this year. Um, in this NLS division. So I'm going to go with the over here. Uh, I think that could get into the realm of around 83 to 84 wins here for this uh, team. For the upcoming yeah, I mean, year. they definitely added some depth too, and they, they need all the help on defense. That's where they got killed uh, last season. So I look, I hope so. Me and you, 40, are, are rather on your side than on my side, but <laughs> it's just been so depressing. I feel like Buster Posey left and it, everything just kind of fell apart. He, he was yeah, the I mean, heart and soul of the team. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, as much as like, I think casual baseball fans or even baseball fans that actually like follow, you know, every day when MLB is going on, uh, Buster Posey is like one of those guys that you love the watching players. One of the more yeah. you know respected veterans uh, in the entire MLB. So it was really sad to see him go. So I think they can take that next step forward for this upcoming year uh, for the San Francisco Giants. So. I'll go with the over. I'll give you some optimism there. Anything else you want to mention about your team here, the Giants? No, I just uh, I hope that uh, I hope that you're right. I, I hope that you're right. Have you been uh, to to a game there? It looks like a really nice like stadium that they play. It in. is. 
a beautiful ballpark. I mean, obviously overlooking the San Francisco Bay right there. And you know that the people kayak out there and try yeah. to get the, uh, you know, the balls, the, the home runs or the foul balls or whatever comes over there mm-hmm. and more home runs. It's, it's a beautiful ballpark and it has that kind of old world feel, but it's still fairly modern. So yeah, I mean, you're in Texas. You're, I was thinking you're in Los Angeles. So it might be harder to get out there, but that's definitely, I think a ballpark everybody should go to at least once. Oh yeah. I agree. 100%. I was in San Francisco, I don't know how many years ago, but I do remember like driving past it and I was with like a crew that doesn't give a rat's ass about sports. I was like, can we go yeah. to a game? I, I, I don't I think it was a summertime, but they're like, no, we'll pass. I, I was like this close to going by myself just to go check out the stadium, but hopefully I can well, get out there sooner rather than later. One, having friends that don't give a rat's ass about sports are not good friends. And those are maybe people that you should reevaluate in your life. Uh, and two, uh, our, my family, we, we actually grew up as A's fans. And okay. uh, I defected to the Giants uh, years ago. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so. And uh, my brothers and my dad were all still. But when you compare where the A's play versus where oh, uh, yes. the Giants play, it's like night and day. And just finally, last season, my brothers were like, we are done with the A's they've they, you know, they've traded away all of our good players every single year. We can't deal with management. Like we are not cheering on this team anymore. And I still think that what's happening is kind of bullshit. And I don't mm-hmm. know that the A's will do well or that a baseball team w- will do well. They've done a lot of research about Vegas and they don't think that a baseball team will be able to attract the same amount as the, you know, the Raiders do or some yeah. of those flashier sports. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the answer is, but but I, I feel like A's fans get a bad rap. A lot of people are like, oh, no one's coming to these games. But you don't understand what the management has put these fans through over the last 20 years. Like you would stop supporting them at some point, too. So A's fans are great. And I hate to see them get a bad rap. And I I, I don't want to see the A's leave Oakland either or to leave the Bay Area. So the, and well, this is, yeah, I mean, look, this is something that we talked about the A's for ever since we started the MLB gambling podcast, when Minty used to come on or still does come on, we talk about the A's every single year just because she's in Vegas and there have been the rumors, yeah. like you mentioned, about them moving over to Vegas or whether that's another city. And, you know, when me and Minty would talk about it, she would say that, hey, they would have like the president of the team and the ownership yeah. making trips, you know, to Vegas to find potential sites and, and things like that. But that's been going on for now, what, two plus years. So, I feel well, like because ba- baseball's not baseball's not a desk and t- correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because you're the bigger baseball fan even than I am. But baseball's not a destination sport like I would say football is, and Vegas no, is a destination right. city. So, are you yep. really going to get the amount of fans that you need for this to be profitable in Las Vegas? I'm not. I mean, at least on the reports and stuff that I've read, I'm not necessarily sure. But the way yep. that they just keep tanking, and for a while. The A's still made it into the playoffs. They were still this sneaky team that was was getting in there. But now it's just it's just depressing. Yeah, you're, I mean you're right. Like we know, like we, we mentioned at the top of the show, like football is what's gonna make it a, a, a yeah. destination sport, right? Uh, whether that's you know in Vegas, like I've had conversations with with Dave, the sportsbook consigo, and we had our, had him yeah. on our pods, and that now people just make a weekend out of it because it is in Vegas, right? You yeah. can just get there on a Thursday or Friday. You can go to the game on Sunday, you know, and then leave on Monday. So I don't know if that's the that that'll be the thing for baseball because again, there's baseball right now is Somebody definitely can. at the bottom. Yeah, it, it's 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 not exciting for for fans right now. And again, with all the rules changes that they have made this season, 
know, maybe that translates to more fans, uh, you know, attending games or getting back into the sport. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Often, I feel like. Right? Pitch clock. Yeah, pitch clock, the bigger bases, uh, the ban of the defensive shift now. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, we said this on on the pod when we did the ALS is that there feels like there's more off the field stuff going on with the A's rather than what's on the field right now, trying to figure out oh, what's yeah. going to be the direction of the future of this franchise. Yep. All right, let's get over to the next team in this division. Two teams left. We'll get over to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have a win total of a 74 and a half. Um, they did see the departure or the trade of uh, Dalton Varsho over to the Tamp- uh, sorry, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, but they did get back Lourdes Gurriel to kind of help him in that the lineup. They do have two stud pitchers. Uh, on their uh, starting rotation there here, uh, Katie, with Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, uh, Matt mm-hmm. Bum, one of your guys is still on this uh, rotation for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They re-signed Zach We still Davies. got some juice left in him. I think so, too. I definitely think so, too. But, uh, look, this team has a good mix of guys that are veterans and young guys. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Corbin Carroll, who's going to be one of the yes. more exciting players to watch on this Arizona Diamondbacks team. Uh, Kelton Marte, uh, Jake uh, McCarthy, Christian Walker, who's I think very underrated. So they've put together a roster here, Katie. What are you thinking about this team coming into the year? I like the over. I like I mean, it's it's a low total, right? 74 and a half. But I like this this over. And I do think that their win totals have been super low for the past few years because look at who they're up against. You got the Dodgers. We talked about win at least 100 games, you know, for however many years. The Giants, who didn't have a great season last season, but over the last 10 years have been, you know, a def, a formidable um uh, opponent and certainly yeah. a team that wins a lot. And then you got the Padres who are now like the Dodgers, just throwing money at themselves. And so they're becoming a team that wins a lot. So I feel like the Diamondbacks have been kind of like the redheaded stepchild in the corner. And that's maybe why their season win totals have been so low, but the league has kind of spread out the schedule a little bit more. They don't necessarily see the NL West teams as much. And yeah. like you said, you know, they've got this kid, uh, Corbin Carroll, that from what I've been reading, he's like the second coming of Jesus Christ. Like everybody seems to think <laughs> that this kid is going to be, you know, what, eight years, $111 million, and he's just going to change this team completely. And I don't know. I hope so. I mean, it sounds he sounds exciting. We saw a little bit of him last year. It's his first time with a full season uh, in the MLB. And like you said, they've got a really good pitching rotation and uh I like this over. I think we can see a little bit of a splash from from the Diamondbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think this is the one team. I mean, look, they won 74 games last year. And this team, you know, they were young. They're, there's another year of experience with some of their young guys. Um, like we've talked about the two pitchers that they're going to bring back. I mean, both are Cy Young-worthy uh, candidates, especially Zach Gallen, mm-hmm. who, who was yeah. just a cash cow when you were betting on him uh, when he did make his starts with his Diamondbacks team last year. So, um, I, I, I like the mix. I think you hit the nail on the head on the handicap is that they won't be having to play that many games in this division when you're having to go up against the Dodgers who's just beat up on you every single year. Same thing with the Padres, not with the improved roster. So less division games, there'll be more games outside of the division, obviously, and in, in, in their conference, or sorry, in their league um, going up in, into this year. So I, I like it. I think they're going to be a feisty bunch. I think that this is a team that can get into the realm of about 77 wins here for this upcoming season. So 
I do have concerns about the the bullpen a little bit, uh, but I think when you have two guys that are inning eaters in this rotation with Merrill Kelly and, like I mentioned, uh, Zach Gallen, you know, Bumgarner still has some juice in him, like you said. I think that he's a guy that can, you know, if he's pitching well, can get you seven-plus innings if he if he so chooses to on that day. Um, Zach Davies, another guy that can eat up innings as well. So um, I, I like where they're at, uh, especially with the the talent that they do have. You know, we talked about Lourdes Gurriel, Coming over, he's going to be the DH for this team. Uh, Josh Rojas as well over at third base. Christian Walker, like I mentioned, so I, yes. I like the one, yeah, one through six in this uh, batting order. I'm going, I'm there with you. I think this is a team again, like I mentioned, that can get to about 77 to 78 wins here, Katie. We've agreed on everything, but 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 my team. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you got to put like you just don't want to get your hopes up too much. You try to kind of undersell yourself. But yeah, again, I, ho- I hope that you're right on that one. But I do think that this uh, this uh, not Rockies. We're getting to the Rockies next, which I am not high on at all. But I do think that this uh, Diamondback team could be a little frisky this year. Yeah, I mean, look, if you really want to get uh, frisky with this team, they are I, – I was trying to pull up their number to make the playoffs. They could, I don't know, sneak in as a as a mm. wild card team. That Those odds are right now at plus 550. So if Malcolm Let's was go. on the pod here, yeah, if Malcolm was on That's the pod a- today, he would definitely co-sign this for sure. The time okay. to make the playoffs. We were, the first year we started this pod, uh, usually when we do like the, like the second half preview – the the, the the first year we did this pod, he picked the Diamondbacks to make a run in the second half of the year. It didn't work out for them. So I feel like he was a couple years early. I think this is going to be the year where they, do, they yeah. do get over their uh, their uh, win total here. So, hey, look, plus 550 I'm, I'm, is there. I'm taking that plus 550 for them to make the playoffs, too. I mean, the second yeah. coming of Jesus Christ is on their team now. So <laughs> let's go. Every time I see like his name now pop up, I'm gonna think of second coming of Jesus. Yeah, Christ. you're gonna think he's risen. That's what you're gonna think. <laughs> oh, Corbin Carroll. All right, let's get over to the last team in this division. I really don't have a lot to talk about this team, but the Colorado Rockies right now at 65 and a half wins. Um, we take a look at what they did last year. Wasn't very pretty. I'm trying to pull up their record here, but they, I, it made me scratch my head, Katie, when they signed Chris Bryant to that big contract that they did. I, I, I didn't get the signing at the time. I still don't get it. I mean, this team did win 68 games last year. They won 74 the yep. year before. But when we talk about bottom dwellers in a division, I think this Colorado Rockies team is going to be another team this upcoming year where they're probably only going to be reaching maybe 62 to 60 wins up this upcoming year, Katie. Yep. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about them either, but I'm definitely taking the under. When you talk about bottom dwellers, I mean, they're 10 wins below what the Diamondbacks are or nine or so, but it's like they finished with 68 wins last season, but they have no direction. I feel like they didn't really make any big off season or notable moves um, to talk about here. They're terrible. On the road, yeah. terrible on the road. It's 27 wins away from Coors Field <laughs> last year. They averaged an MLB low of under three runs per game, and they ranked 25th in batting average at 225. Like, they cannot play away from home. So I probably won't play. I, I'll lean under on this, but I probably will just stay away from the Rockies in general. I think you just have to bet the under on this team for the regular season win total. I mean, even Captain Insano, or one of our regular guys um, that pops in for the MLB uh, when we do go live, he's on the under here as well. So 
Yeah. And it's Nelson, right? They they're great as as home underdogs, and when they are yeah. playing at home, um, we do see a lot of runs being scored in Coors Field, just because again in altitude yeah, and it's a hitter's ballpark. Um, and you mentioned the numbers of this team on the road; they're just not very good. So, look, they like you said, they didn't make any moves in the offseason. This pitching rotation is slated for four other five guys that have ERAs above five. It's just not very pretty for this team. So I'm not going to waste our time on this Colorado Rockies team. If you're listening to this and you have a case to be made for the over, tweet us because <laughs> I don't want to waste any more time on this team for this upcoming uh, or season. Or just look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself in the mirror and then talk yourself out of it and go the other direction. You don't need to tweet us. You just need to look at yourself. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, all right, before we <laughs> continue here with some more NL West talk, we'll talk about the division winners here as well. But uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. Well, it's not. It's already heated up because it's already here. College pickup is a great way to get into the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one, which I believe a lot of people's brackets did get busted, except for Katie's, because she's just crushing it. Uh, plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite uh, college basketball player props as well. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100 deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. All right, Kenny, so we kind of went through, or we didn't kind of, we went through every single team there in this NL West division. I'm just going to quickly pull up the division odds for this team, and we'll pick a division winner. And then, um, you know, if you have anything else you want to give out from around MLB, we'll discuss that. But for at least for the NL West right now, the Dodgers are the odds-on favorite at minus 110, and then the Padres are right behind their tills at plus 120. Giants plus one, uh, sorry, plus 950. Uh, to win the division, Diamondbacks forty-five to one, and the Rockies all all the way at a hundred and eighty to one. Jeez. And if anybody is uh, taking that, I will give you three hundred one odds um, for the Rockies to win this division. I will gladly take your money uh, before you flush it down the toilet. Um, Bet with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Katie, I think I think we're in agreement that it's probably the Dodgers division here at minus one ten, right? I like the Padres. I mean, yes, okay. it's like, but I'm, I'm a t- I took the Padres earlier when they were plus 140. I guess now they're plus 120. And yeah. look, of course, you could make the case for the Dodgers. I mean, you could make any case you want for the Dodgers. They won a franchise record, 111 games last year, 22 more games than the Padres did. They've won nine of the last 10 division titles, three pennants, a World Series. Like, we get it. We get it, Dodgers. And the case can definitely be made for them. But I do feel like the Padres are no longer the Dodgers' little brother in the NL West. They stunned the Dodgers in the division series last year. Three games to one. Three games to one. Like, nobody saw that coming. You got Machado finalizing that big deal. You know, thank God they did that, too, because before him, they hadn't been to the playoffs in about 13 years. And I said it earlier, on paper, right? On paper, this team is legit. You got Juan Soto, you got Tatis Jr., you got Machado. The pitching rotation is one of the best in the league with Darvish and Snell and Musgrove. So I just think that at plus 120, plus 140, it's, it's worth a play on the Padres here, even though... Yes, it seems like the Dodgers are going to run run away with this. I've I've got faith in the Padres. 
I think too. I, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm, I never lay a minus price on a division winner, especially for the regular season when it, your money is tied up for that long, especially in a baseball season where it goes all the way to October, November for you to get your money out. But I, I agree with you. I, I think the Padres probably know that they can, or they know that they can dethrone this Dodgers team. And there's probably a new, a, a new sheriff in town, I guess we can say, for this NL West division. Because again, like you mentioned, they beat them in, in four games in the divisions uh, series last year in the in the playoffs. And I know there's a lot of pieces that are now missing from this Dodgers team when they won that uh, title during the shortened season. Um, I'm not saying they're going to go through going growing pains, but I feel like. I didn't mention this when we were talking about the Dodgers. This kind of feels like the calm before the storm where they throw an absurd amount of money to get Otani on the on the Dodgers. Oh, what? But doesn't Otani want to be on a small market team? Isn't that his whole thing that he didn't want to be on like a big juggernaut team? I, I mean, I think that if somebody wrote, gave you a blank check and just said, you know, fill it out, whatever money you want. I think Dodgers, the Yankees are the Red Sox or that type of team that can, and, and I, I get it. Yeah. He probably doesn't want to be. And we were talking about this on Monday as well, or I was talking to offline about what with Malcolm is that I, I, I'm not sure what the, what the truth of this is, or if this isn't something that he will take into consideration of that. He wants to be on the West coast because it is a shorter flight from the West coast to over back home to Japan. To Japan. Yeah. You know, and it does make sense. Um, but again, I, well, I he might like not this... even have to move. He could still live where he's living <laughs> if, yeah. if he went to the Dodgers. I just always thought that he wanted to be on a smaller market team because I know there was wasn't there some buzz last year about him going to the Mets potentially um, yeah. or I, I could be I could be saying that wrong. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, that's in my head. But um, if that happens, if Otani gets to the Dodgers, I mean, good luck to everybody. I mean, we're, that already has a, a, a line of, like we mentioned, of two former MVPs with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. And then you add Otani to that. Uh, whew. Yeah, you're right. Good luck. Um, I mentioned <laughs> the Yankees. Insano is a Yankees fan. <laughs> he says, don't tease me. <laughs> hey, look, if, if there's a team that can throw money at, at uh, Otani, Yankees are definitely one of those teams for sure. So, like, oh look, God, yeah. we're both, uh, yeah, on the Padres here to win this division. Um, Katie, anything else around the MLB you want to give out? Any futures, uh, awards markets? Maybe it's this division. Anything else that's kind of caught your eye? I know you mentioned that you're still prepping up for the MLB season. Anything that's kind of caught your eye yeah. outside of the NLS? I mean, I think in, in this division, I kind of like a sprinkle on Juan Soto uh, to win the NL MVP. It's at plus 550. Yeah. So three, actually, of the top six in the MVP odds are the Padres. So you, you know, you have a good <laughs> mix there that maybe one of them is going to get it. He's never won the MVP. So in some ways, you think maybe he's due. Uh, and maybe with the Padres last year in 52 games, he hit, what, 236, six home runs, 16 RBIs. Not not MVP level, but playing a regular season with Manny Machado, with Xander, with Tatis, you got to think that those numbers are going to increase a bit. I do think these Padres are going to be a great team. So, you know, plus 550, I know he's still the favorite here, but um, I think he can make a run there. So I like that one. And then I actually like the Chicago Cubs over their win total at 77 and a half. They had 74 wins last season. So this is only three more, three and a half more than they had last season. You know, there's some good rebuilding going on. They signed some good free agents with Swanson, Jameson Tyone, Cody Bellinger, Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer. But 
yeah, Bellinger like has not been as good maybe in the last couple seasons, but he also sure. really hasn't been healthy. So you got to think yeah. if he's healthy, that's going to change their season. It's a huge improvement, especially in the defense and really with like veteran leadership on this squad. And you think like the Reds and the Pirates seem to be kind of tanking. It's one of the weaker divisions in baseball and they have such a great farm system. Yeah. I like them over their win total. Give me the Cubs, the Cubbies. Yes, I love this one as well. There are two bets that I made when the season or the season started. Cubs was one of them at 77 and a half. I'll save the other one when we do the other division previews. Um, but yeah, you're right. Look, there's a good mix of, of veterans on that team now for the Cubbies. They also have a lot of young talent as well on that team. So I think they're going to be able to put it together as well. Pitching is a little bit of concern. But again, when we talk about when they've added the names that they have added to this roster, now, again, it is a, a destination where it's a historic franchise. I mean, Wrigley Field, one of the oldest ballparks in the entire MLB. Players will want to go there now and 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 play for this Cubs team. So I love the over 77 and a half, especially in a division where I know the Cardinals definitely got better. They made that run last year to win the division title. Uh, Brewers, they have the two-headed monster in their pitching rotation, but I still feel like they haven't done enough to address their offensive woes that they've had over the past several seasons. And, and the Cubs are the new shiny thing now in that division with the, uh, like you mentioned, all the names that they've added in this off season. So I'm right there with you over 77 and a half uh, for the Cubs as well. So glad you're Can I in ask agreement. You one question? Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. So yeah. I know you're probably going to ask about world series and I was going to say the Mets, but what do you think of the Mets futures chances now with Edwin, Edwin Diaz out for the season because yeah. of what, and, and do you, do you think that the world, what is it? The world baseball classic? Do you, Cause some people are saying, Oh, it's a worthless exhibition uh, tournament, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. And then some people are like, this means more to us than even the world series does. I think it depends on what country you live in and how much, but like, sure. so I'm curious what your thoughts are on the world baseball, you know, championship. And then also what this means for the Mets. I think for Edwin Diaz, I mean, it is, is it's crushing for, for that Mets team. Right. I mean, what he did last year, you still got to pay him, right? But I mean, uh, we, I'm going back and looking at his stats from last year. I mean, he had a a three and one record. He he was what? Uh, let me see. I have the numbers in the front. Best of me. closer uh, in baseball. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, a one point three one ERA, thirty two saves last year. Back to back years where he had thirty two saves for this uh, for this Mets team. It's crushing. But I, I again, when we talk about the Mets and with the new ownership with Uncle Cohen. I think that he's still going to go out during the regular season, like we talked about with the Dodgers, that if they need to go out and get a bullpen closer, he'll go out and make that trade and and and, and replace okay. um, the void that Edwin Diaz has made. But it's definitely deflating. I know I know Dylan was – he's a huge Mets fan. Um, I don't know if he's still in the chat, but, yeah, he was crushing. We talked about it in our little group chat that we had for the MLB Gambling Podcast that is crushing to see him the way that he did go down. But – uh, it is a loss, but again, I, I think when when you talk about the ownership and 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 the front officer, that if we're let's say five ten games into the season, that if they if they a closure that they tried didn't work out, they'll go out and make that trade and 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 kind of sure up that back end of the bullpen, especially at that closure position um, for the Mets. So it is definitely concerning. It's heartbreaking as a Mets fan, but I, again, I, I, like I mentioned, I think for that front office, they they'll go out and make the move if they need to. And what do you think of the and, World Baseball Classic? Like a championship. And, and, yeah. It's a classic, right? Yeah. 
classic. Yeah, a world baseball classic. Yeah, you're right. Um, I know, I think a lot of the front office and the managers are probably in the ear of of the of the managers that are managing these these teams for their respective countries and saying, "Hey, I don't like let's just throw Otani out there as an example." I there I'm sure the Angels front office is probably telling them that, "Hey, I don't want my guy throwing more than 4 innings or 50 pitches at a time." Just yeah. because the season is what, we're a couple weeks away. Um we've seen some injuries happen. We've seen guys even pull out of the tournament um because they don't want to risk that injury we saw uh vladimir guerrero jr i think he had some type of i want to say a leg injury uh, and he didn't play in the world uh, in the world baseball classic so i know yeah for again when we talk about these type of tournaments katie um when we talk about countries it does mean a lot for some of these for these countries that hey it is you know our we're representing our country you know we're Mm -hmm. playing for the name on the front not the back um, and it does mean a lot. I, I think that, you know, especially the, a lot of these Latin speaking countries, I feel like it's exactly. very, very important to them. Yeah. So I, I think that it's, it's a combination of that. Hey, the front office is in the ear of like, Hey, we're paying this guy millions and hundreds of 200, $300 million for him to play professional baseball at the major league level. We don't want him to get hurt. So be careful. But there's also, you know, like you mentioned, I think it's a combination of both, but Again, if you're an owner, Katie, like let's say you're the owner of the San Francisco Giants and you have one of your star players praying for his country and you're paying him three, four hundred million dollars, I'm pretty sure you're gonna say, Hey, be careful with my guy because number one, he's but generating ticket even, sales for me. This was and him I, just jumping up and down in the end. It wasn't even like it was during the game, which is even worse. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is. It is. But um, yeah, I, I, again, I think that, it, yeah, I, if I'm an owner or a manager, I'm telling, you know, those managers of the respective countries that be careful with my guy. I know it was a yeah. freak injury about he, the way he was celebrating. But again, when you're running around on bases or, or you're trying to make a play running, you know, to fir- home to first base or, you know, running around the bases, you can easily trip up and, and have a leg injury and it'll cost you you know, three, four, five, six months, or in, in the case of Edwin Diaz, I know it wasn't a, a live ball injury. It can cost you the entire season. You know, I think for the Mets with Edwin Diaz, it's a player that you can replace. But let's just say Manny Machado goes down, Juan Soto goes down. That's going to affect what the Padres' goals are at the end of the year, like we talked about for them to win the title. So I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. I do too. I also, I made a mistake. I said Latin speaking. I meant Spanish speaking. I don't want to uh, mix those two things up because, you know, you don't, you don't want to do that Spanish speaking countries, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. And I'm just so curious because I've seen people fighting about it on Twitter. And I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of Mets fans who are really upset about what's happened and they, you know, are cursing the world baseball classic. And then you have some people, um, you know, from these Spanish speaking countries that are like, no, this actually means more to us than anything else. And to these players. So I've just curious to get your perspective since you're the baseball guru yeah i don't know about the guru part but it, it just makes a sense like when you have like you know puerto rico dominican republic the, the 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 talent that is in those countries that that come together and play in a world yes. baseball classic i mean something like uh, like usa puerto rico dominican republic i mean those rosters right there their everyday lineup just looks like an all-star lineup and, and it really is so yeah, yeah I, I i can understand it both ways i really can um, all right. So, Katie, the end has come. 
Uh, let's give out one best bet for the division. It's a win total. Um, I know we went through all five teams. And then give me your World Series prediction as well. What my best bet is for the for the division? Yeah, for the division. If you want to give a, a division winner or if you want to give a win total, I'll leave it up to you, whatever you want to give. I'll do the Padres to win the division at plus 120. I got right. a plus 140, but let's, let's go into that one. And then um, as far as the World Series... I think I'm still going to go with the Mets. Now, I know that the Mets are probably going to met at some point in the end of the season, <laughs> but just all of the the changes that they've made and how stacked that roster is and how they're just not afraid to spend money, kind of like the Dodgers were. It's, uh, it's you know, tattoo sucker on my forehead. I'm going with it. Give me the Mets. <laughs> um, and then who's coming out of the American League? for the World Coming Series? out of the American League. Um... Yankees. Let's say the Yankees. Let's 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 uh, let's root Ooh. for a um, let's Subway root for series. a Subway Series here. Yeah, I was rooting All for right. a Subway Series last year, and yeah. it didn't happen. And it, there's so many Yankee fans in my life. So, uh, and I go to I went to a few Yankee games, and I, I have to say there was not a Yankee game that I attended in person where there was not a home run. So maybe I'm good luck. Maybe it's a, a you know home run friendly ballpark. I don't know, but uh, I do like the Yankees. So let's let's uh, let's have Aaron Judge run it back. So you're the reason why Aaron Judge broke the record in the American League yes, for the home run record. Congratulations. Oh, you're we welcome. Go. You're welcome. Well, make sure he makes gives you at least some portion of his big contract that he just signed for. <laughs> for, for yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, and I'll, yeah. And I'll give my uh, best bet. I'm going to go with that Rockies under. We talked about it. Uh, again, this team it stinks. I think there's no better way to put it. They didn't really make any offseason moves to improve the roster. Um, and yeah, I, I think they're going to be again at the bottom of that division. So we'll take the under, I think it was what 65 and a half. I believe. Yeah. 65 and a half was the number for this Colorado Rockies team. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the MLB gambling podcast Four division previews in the books, two more left. And right before we know it, the MLB season is going to be here. Katie, before we get out of here, I haven't been able to mention this to you all the pods that I've done with you, but I just kind of want to take this moment and give you your flowers and, and your recognition of everything that you've Aww. done over the past several years. It's it's just been a pleasure watching you grind. I mean, if there's there's no better way of putting it, like how you grinded your way to where you are now. And and it's just been a pleasure to call you a friend now and coming on your pods with Moxie Betts and just watching you grow. It's been an absolute pleasure. Ah, oh, moon off. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, you know, before I, I, I would never say that I've blown up because that's not what's happened. But before I started really actually working in this industry, uh, you know, I came on SGPN and yeah. Ryan and, and Sean and, and you and Colby. And, you know, those were some of the people I kind of first met in this industry and y'all are my, my favorites. And I'm always so honored when you come on my stuff. I'm so proud to come on yours and, you know, let's just, let's just keep on moving to the top yes ma'am 100 uh let our people know where they can find you whether it's on social media i know you mentioned all the stuff at the top of the show where you're where they can find you uh, on all your shows yes. and all that 
Yeah. So on Twitter, you can find me at Katie Mox. On Instagram, you can find me at Katie Mox Bets. If you happen to have the CBS Sports app or Paramount Plus, you can catch me on Sportsline Monday through Thursday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We've got the Moxie Bets podcast, which is available on ESPN's YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcast. That's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then the Pick 6 podcast, which is a CBS Sports daily football podcast, is Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, usually around 1 p.m. Sometimes it pushes out a little bit later, but there are plenty of places to uh, find me babbling about sports and gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Just follow her on Twitter. Like we mentioned at Katie Mox. And again, also on Instagram as well. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time out on this Friday evening. I know you, I'm sure you have plans for the weekend, so I don't want to hold you up to it, but uh, definitely we'll have you back on during the regular season. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll be back next week uh, for the final two divisions before we get to the season. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.